The Breakdown with Bethany is a mom.com podcast. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of The Breakdown with Bethany. I'm Bethany Bronsolva, and today my guest is actress and entrepreneur Nikki Reed. Nikki and I are going to be talking all about clean living and how you can get started and what she's doing to welcome her second baby. Stay tuned. Feeling so pretty. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'll take that right now. I'm so oh, I know. Feeling so puffy. I know. I mean, I, my kids are seven and 11, but my best friend is pregnant with twins. And so I'm oh, like, twins. it's like, it's been a minute, but um, how are you feeling? Let's jump right in. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling, um, I was just saying earlier that I was, I'm like in this season of feeling really grateful right now. I'm just feeling grateful for all of it and like really trying to be present and, you know, um, kind of just like appreciative and grateful for what's going on in my body, you know? Absolutely. That's such a really great mindset to take during pregnancy. I know sometimes we can get caught up in the discomfort of it all. So I love to hear right. that. <laughs> Right. Towards the end, definitely. I remember with my daughter, you're like, oh gosh, everything's really out of place in there. But um, yeah, I'm just, I'm in a moment of real gratitude. That's great. And you know, Mother's Day is coming up and- um, I do. Is there, I'm sorry, what did you say? What was that? I said I do. Yeah, I know it's it's right around the corner. And um, so I don't know, do you have any big plans, anything that you, you know, you're, you're hoping to get or expect? expected or anything like that you know for mother's day every year my hope is actually just to turn off all phones and devices and do something that um I'm all about like experiential presence and gifts not like a tangible one necessarily I mean it's so sweet if there's like a thoughtful tangible gift I mean who doesn't love that but I'm just saying for me I love the experience of something so like a picnic or just like being out at the farm or being around animals and just, you know, having my daughter, but like not having phones and taking the day off work and things like that. That's the most meaningful to me. That's amazing. And speaking of your daughter, how are you preparing her for the transition to become a big sibling? You know, um, there's a lot of my friends have talked about like preparation and what, you know, needed to happen in their homes. And I think, um, you know, everybody is different and everything is, I don't know, unique to like whatever your circumstances are. And I just, I don't, I'm not foreseeing any big hiccups or hurdles, you know, everyone feels really excited and, and, um, you know, really ready for this. So fingers crossed, we have a really good smooth transition. Yeah, there's lots of books you can get. I remember when my son, my older, when my younger son was born and my older son came to the hospital, he was like, all right, cool baby, but like, who's the mom? <laughs> like, 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 well, he's coming home with us. So. Oh, you know, I also think that there's something really um, sweet about 
uh, well, obviously, obviously all of it's sweet, but just um, an older uh, sister, there's like a kind of like, I don't know, like a tenderness to it, maybe that um, at least maybe with my daughter that I that I see that I feel that's just like all love and excitement about it, you know? I think that's good. I think, yeah, my my boys are a little bit different. So maybe rowdier or maybe not wanting. I mean, I know with my brother, because I my brother's 18 months old, older than I am. And I know that my mom talked about, you know, how difficult it was for him to transition to having to share space. So yeah. But so far the conversations have all been really excited and, you know, really wanting this. So I'm happy to hear that. And, you know, obviously like with motherhood and bringing a new baby into the world, there are like numerous transitions. And I think, I think you can probably speak to this too, but I know for me, I didn't give like my health, like a lot of consideration until I was carrying another human being. Um, and I think I've read in other interviews, like where you, you were looking, you became really like conscious about looking at labels and things like that. Um, so talk to us a little bit about that. Cause I think for a lot of women, it sort of, is this sort of like awakening, right? Like when, with motherhood, like we're really like, what, what are we putting into our bodies? What are we putting into our children's bodies? Yeah, I think it's an awakening. I think it's definitely like an intuitive awakening, but I also think that it's a part of our society, um, you know, our family structures and dynamics, our the marketing that we're all subjected to, because obviously, you know, the pregnancy and maternity market is huge. So the second you're pregnant, you're suddenly sent a bazillion things that you need and products and this and that, because that in and of itself is a whole industry. And so there's a lot of things that happen as a woman when you get pregnant. First, people start speaking to you differently about what you should be putting in and on your body. So there's that. So there's that kind of awakening, like, oh, wow, your doctors speak to you differently. You know, maybe your friends and family around or what you're seeing on the TV, everything feels a little different, right? What are you doing? What are you taking? Is that safe for the baby? And you're like, well, it's so interesting if that's not safe for the baby. Was it ever really safe for me? And so you start having these like little aha moments. Um, and, you know, we don't do a good job of teaching women or teaching anybody, I mean, women aside, just teaching people um, how to really care for themselves until we realize, oh, now we should prioritize that because she's pregnant. So we need to make sure that this is not going into her body or that's not going into her body. But, um, you know, a couple things that I've learned along the way, actually, that are so fascinating is that even things that we think are really good for us that are also, again, just going back to marketing, like an overabundance of things like, you know, turmeric or things that are really high in, you know, bioflavonoids or things like that. Those things can also be harmful during pregnancy, meaning like we're, we're an over supplemented culture. We're an over vitamin culture. We're an over product culture. Um, and, you know, obviously that's all revolving around, you know, the wheel of money and just marketing towards people. Um, but anyway, just, yes, you're totally right on with, you know, that women are not really taught to think about these things until we're carrying a child. And then you are, and suddenly you can't go back. Suddenly you're going beyond just organic food and, you know, what makeup products am I wearing? You're like, oh, that's interesting. Should, should I be looking at the chemicals that are in the, you know, the workout clothes that I'm wearing that are going over my belly all day long? Or like, is, should there be chemicals in the cotton? That's the underwear that I'm wearing. I don't know if I should be doing that anymore. And you start having these moments of like, wow, you know, there's, we're surrounded by so much 
um, toxicity all day long without knowing it, even in our environment, you know, the candles that we're burning, the air fresheners we're using, the, the floor cleaners we're using, it's just, it's everywhere and our bodies are so burdened by it. And then you become a parent and you're like, oh, maybe I should start. The first thing that happens when you have a child, obviously, is you start thinking about medicine because I don't know a single parent. Um, I mean, maybe I do, but I don't think so. That hasn't at some point needed a fever reducer or a pain reliever or had at least had questions about that, right? You know, your baby gets their first cold and you're like, at what point should we be giving them X, Y, and Z? And you're calling your doctor and there really weren't any clean medicine options. And the only one that I found years ago um, prior to Genexa was uh, a clean medicine. And I put that in quotes because it was not clean. And it had um, an artificial sweetener that she had a really bad allergic reaction to. And I did one second of Googling and was like, oh my gosh. And this was marketed as clean. And this is actually a very... Uh, common ingredient that children have allergic reactions to. And so I found Genexa and sorry, I've totally segued into the next thing, but I came to Genexa as just like a mom and a fan and a customer. So I was buying Genexa because once you discover Genexa, you like can't go back. And so I reached out to the company myself and was like, what can I do to really get this message out there? Because moms need to know about this. At the time there were only children's products, but now obviously Genexa has expanded into you know, adult products and a whole wide array of, of products, actually. It's just fantastic. The company's grown in so many ways. Um, but at the time, I was like, what can I do? Because moms need to know about this. You know, I would want to know about this. Um, so I was just a fan, you know, and a customer. Yeah. So I think a lot of the time, and, you know, I'm a parenting editor. I've been one for oh my gosh, 11 years now. And I think that just from my experience of like writing for and speaking to like an audience of moms, sometimes the hesitation is like, all right, great. It's clean and it's organic, but will it work? Are th is there anything like you can do to help like dispel that, especially with this brand? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm in full agreement with that. We all want things that work. So the great thing about Genexa is that it's all the same. It's, it's real medicine. It's just made clean. So it's all the same active and effective ingredients that you're already familiar with. So take acetaminophen, for example, that's a fever reducer and a pain reliever. You see that in all over-the-counter medicines that you already know that, you know, people have been grabbing for, for decades. Um, Genexa uses acetaminophen, but instead of using artificial fillers and synthetic dyes and other, you know, things that you don't actually need in medicine, that if you actually flip over the label of your sort of standard over-the-counter medicines and read the label, you'll go, wow, why is all this stuff in here? So Genexa doesn't use that stuff. They use instead, you know, organic agave syrup or organic blueberry, um, things like that. So it's all the good effective stuff, the active stuff that you're already familiar with, but with, you know, organic sweeteners, um, for example, instead of synthetic or artificial. Um, so that's the great thing about Genexa is that you're not compromising um, efficacy, you know? You're not going like, oh, do I have to use one or the other? It's actually like, no, this is the best of both worlds. <laughs> that's why it's so great. I mean, I can't tell you how many times you know, I mean, our cabinets are only full of Genexa now, but even my husband, for example, because he travels a lot and he, of course, you know, gets sick from traveling and he will only use Genexa. And I can't tell you how many times I've called and said, so the medicine cabinet's empty. 
did you take did you take it with you? <laughs> you know, like I need that right now. Did you take it? And uh, and he says he says yeah. He, he called me like ten minutes before we started today, and he just told me, um, oh my gosh, tell everybody like I brought it on the I have it on the plane with me, <laughs> just in case. Um, you don't have to convince people, right? You try it once, and you're like, oh, of course I I want this instead of that because why do I want that when it comes with all these other things and this works just as well right I think moms were open to trying anything you know at this point to like if it's you know for the benefit of our families and our kids and then just to shift just a little bit I mean there's of course we know like overall health isn't just physical health right it's like those self-care moments especially as a mom your mental health what are some things you do to like care for yourself you know head to toe (laughs) Oh, you know what? I need to do a better job of that. I talk about that and my girlfriends and I talk about that, but I do, I'm I'm here to admit that I need a little bit of a kick in the butt right now with taking care of myself. Um, The things that I would like to do, um, if I had a little more time, um, are I really try to prioritize a little bit of exercise for myself. It kind of sets my head in the right space. I have four jobs. I work with four different companies. So I'm a, I'm a busy bee and I run my own business. Anyone who does that knows, you know, in the entrepreneur space, like the hours are endless and you're working weekends and you're in the grind, right? I'm in the grind. Um, so a little bit of exercise is great. Um, when I'm not pregnant, um, cold plunge is great. Um, and also sometimes just getting outside and just, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I love my horses and I love nature and I love, that's kind of my version of a meditation. Like if I can just ride my horse for 45 minutes, you know, everything is, is different. So if I can make time to do that, like one or two days a week, even, um, my heart is really happy. Those are the things for me that I would say. I love that. I mean, I live in New York city, but I think I would love, I would definitely benefit from a little time in nature, just like given the chaos of my surroundings at all time. um, All of us can, all of us, we're so inundated with technology and screens and blue light. And we're so over, our systems are so overburdened with that. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is your second pregnancy. There was, I think, I think I saw it's about a six year gap, right? In between pregnancies. And like you mentioned, there's so many products and things out there. Is there anything that you're relying on this time around? Any sort of like must haves to make this pregnancy easier or anything like that? Ooh, um, oh, I wish I came more prepared because I, I'm, I would love to actually, my brain is in a fog, but I would love to actually share those things if I came more prepared. Um, so in terms of like prenatals, I look for prenatals that use um, like methylated folate, methylcobalamin. So like the sort of more uh, bioavailable forms of vitamins. Um, this go round, I'm using um, a lot of organic macadamia nut oil and kind of steering away from anything that's like labeled like a pregnancy product that I'm being sold, I kind of like shift away from that and just focus on things that are just like whole ingredient products. Um, I did discover a hair color that I'm, I'm going to be using soon. Um, but it's called hair print and I got really excited about it. Um, and it's like, uh, I mean, don't quote me cause I haven't used it yet, but, um, 
uh, like three or four ingredients in this. And so, you know, as a mom, like when you're pregnant, you're like, can I color my hair? I really just want to color a little bit of my hair. <laughs> and so I just, it's all, you know how that goes. That's called hair print. Um, some other mom and baby things. I don't paint my nails or my toes when I'm pregnant. So, um, I mean, who has the time to do that anyway with, you know, kids jobs and all the things I'm sure all you guys relate to that. I don't, you know, but I definitely don't do it when I'm pregnant. Um, I use a lot of living libations, which is one of the most fantastic, uh, very stripped down lines of skincare um, imaginable. And I've been getting very into holistic dentistry. I just read a book on it. I love to read books and medical books and medical journals in my off time. Um, yeah, what else? I make my own oh, that's good. That's, that's, that's a pretty comprehensive list right there. I mean, I think like we always love, I think also part of like what I love to do is like, the best product recommendations come from other moms. Like, and that's what, like, we yeah. have to ask that because I mean, these are, these are the tried and true things. Um, and, but I also want to talk about, you guys are at a pre Oscar party and in my research for this, um, for this interview, I saw you in this incredible dress and like, it's not like all these as when you're pregnant, it can be kind of extra hard to like get yourself up and looking fancy, especially for like, you know, an Oscars party or anything like that. But can we talk a little bit about like maternity fashion and maybe some of your go-tos? Like, <laughs> like, what do you, what do you like to wear? How do you stay feeling good during your pregnancy? Things like that. Yes. Again, I wish I had like a comprehensive list for you because I really failed in that department. I noticed I wore only the same like single two things for this entire pregnancy. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of go for like jumpsuits and overalls. Um, I try not to purchase a bunch of new things because I'm all about minimizing waste. And I feel like I noticed from my last pregnancy that, um, you know, a lot of things that you get when you're pregnant, you no longer wear when you're not pregnant. And I don't like waste. So I called all my friends at the beginning of this pregnancy. And I was like, who wants to donate to the maternity pile? And we did like a clothing swap. Um where every, you know, people just brought their things that they had or things that felt, you know, loose or baggy or, um, and so that was kind of how I navigated this pregnancy, but yeah, red carpet stuff is a whole other world because trying to find things that, you know, you feel confident in that also fit your body. Um, you know, it's all part of the journey, but yeah, it's, you're, you're navigating something totally, totally new. You know, I'm, I'm 40 pounds heavier than my, um, <laughs> my pre-pregnancy body. So nothing fits in my closet. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I get that totally. Okay. Final question. And it kind of just like totally flew out of my head. Isn't that crazy? And I'm not even pregnant. I, like I had it. It was so that's good. Okay. That's all. That's just called being a mom. <laughs> that's all day long. Oh my gosh. I hope I get it back, but I might not. What was it? It was so Oh, this is what it was. This is what it was. Got it. So it came back. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I love that you're all about clean beauty and minimizing waste. And I think that's really aspirational for a lot of us, like myself included. Um, what would you tell somebody, like, how can they maybe get started on living like a cleaner lifestyle, a more minimalist lifestyle? Because even though it's sort of like stripping away, like unnecessary things, it can feel overwhelming, right? Like for me, I'm like, wait, but I need all my things and this and that. And, and I like, how, how can I make these really big impactful changes when it comes to what we eat and consume even, you know, so I know a lot of people think like that and you seem to like be a pro when it comes to that. So what are some like small, you know, tangible steps people can take? Um, so that's like a two or three fold answer. So, um, reading labels is 
the best thing you can do for yourself or for your family. Flip it over. You think you know what's in it. You probably don't. You think you know how, if you can't pronounce it, Google it and figure it out. Um, and less is more. So I try to stick with things that have five ingredients or less as my sort of rule for everything, which once you start going like, what's in my toothpaste, <laughs> you know, like why, why did I think that this was natural toothpaste, but there's 96 ingredients in this. And I don't know what any of them are. And a lot of them have X's and Y's and O's in them. And you're like, Oh, those sound like a lot of chemicals. <laughs> um, right. A lot so of pHs too, like phthalates. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. I don't know how to say it. So but. five ingredients or less, read labels. Um, and anytime I want something really badly. I, before I buy it, um, whether that's like a piece of clothing or, you know, even just something from the grocery store, I just literally pause and I go, do I need this? And if the answer is yes, I can envision myself in this for, you know, the next 10, 15 years, or yes, I'm going to eat this whole thing before it goes, you know, bad or whatever it is. If the answer is yes, it just shows that you're actually doing things consciously instead of subconsciously. We live in a culture where we're being marketed to all day long because of how vulnerable we are to impulse purchases. It's all about impulse. We're on social media and it's ad after ad and repetitive ads. And here's the strategic marketing for that. And here's how people are going to buy these things. And we're all victims of that, right? So I think if we just pause for a quick second then at least you know that that purchase that you just made is a conscious one and you're going, oh, I really do need that. And take the extra time. That's the third part of that threefold answer is take the extra time to do things. So if you're eating a, you know, a jar of pickles and you finish your pickles and you know that you can't actually recycle that jar of pickles if you keep the label on, start holding yourself accountable and feeling guilty when you don't do the right thing. Take the extra five minutes to peel that label off and take the extra time to recycle it. And if you're not willing to do that, think about it the next time you go into the grocery store and go, do I need to buy the pickles in? Cause I'm not gonna recycle it properly. You know, it's like, we have to start learning to hold ourselves accountable. And I think it's so good for our kids to see that too, to see their parents going, I'm gonna go the extra mile. Oh, I'm gonna actually walk out to the car and get my reusable bags, even though that's a pain in the bucks, it's an extra four minutes or whatever. I'm going to actually do it because that's the right thing to do. Cause your kids get to a point where they start asking you questions. Mommy, why are you doing that? Well, here's why I'm doing that. Mommy, why are you bringing your water bottle with you? Well, here's, here's why we're doing that, you know, and, and curiosity, I think breeds compassion and, and, um, and knowledge and connection. You know, your kids want to do what you're doing. And I don't know. I just, those are my three things, reading labels, holding ourselves accountable and, um, you know, the five ingredients or less. Right. I think that's really important too, because obviously, of course, the kids are going to emulate what they see us do. And these sort of small inconveniences, inconveniences really do have a big impact. So Nikki, thank you so much for the time. And, you know, I hope this, I always say this, I hope it's like a really uneventful pregnancy, just nothing. It just boom. Yeah, Yeah, me too. And same with birth. That's <laughs> what so we're going for. Yeah. Yeah, I think at birth, pregnancy, just smooth sailing, smooth sailing. Thank you. I will take that. Thank you so much. All right. Take care.